Bush and Richie here with your Stay at Home Time Show podcast. Actually, it's not even Stay at Home Time Show anymore now, is it? It's just Home Time Show. We're on the way back to normality. And if one thing proves that we're on our way back to normality is the thing that we're about to discover during the course of this show, uh, and it's a bit of a spoiler, but it's a teaser of what's coming up. During the course of this show, the red arrows fly over the top of my house. Now, if ever there was a pointer that things are getting back to normal, it's the red arrows being out and about. I love the red arrows. I don't think you ever grow out of the red arrows. They're incredible. Do you know, although I've grown up not really liking the Red Arrows, and I'll tell you why, we used to live on the top of a hill in Brixham in Devon, and they would fly over our house, like, because we were, it was quite a high hill. They would fly incredibly low, out the blue, right past the top of our house, on the way to go to, like, Sulcombe or whatever, to go and do the regattas. And honestly, mm. me and my mum and dad and brother used to hit the deck. Like, it was uh, good morning <laughs> Vietnam, napalm in the morning. Honestly, I'd never been more scared in all of my life. Little bit of trivia for you. Little bit of trivia. Do you know what capacity uh, the Red Arrows have for their blue and red smoke? Because obviously the white smoke, that's easy to do. But the blue and red smoke, how long do you think they can do? What are we, like the capacity in their tank for blue and red smoke? What is it? Seconds? We're talking number of seconds. Yeah, in seconds. I'm talking in seconds for one. Flight. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, twenty seconds worth of blue and red smoke. I'm actually now going to check, which I probably should have checked beforehand. I think it's 45 <laughs> seconds. That's still not a lot of smoke, is it? There's, there's, a, there's a very fine error of margin there. Long can the red... Sorry, live... Uh, a bit of live Googling going on. How long can the red arrows smoke for? Do you reckon they ever set off on their journey and they've accidentally left the red smoke on? Oh, my God, I've got nothing left. Here we go, here we go. During the display, each aircraft can produce smoke for a maximum duration of seven minutes. This gives the pilot five minutes of white smoke and one minute each of red and blue smoke. So I was. So it's like a little mixer or something. Yeah, basically. It depends how much he's got the choke out, really. What about this? Why don't they do this for cars? How cool would that be? As like a little flourish if you're on the motorway or in place of indicating? Spice up indicating. Red for right, blue for left. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you download the free Absolute Radio app, you will get this here Hometime show on all eight of our stations. One show, eight playlists. It's Hometime, it's Bush and Richie. Well, I tell you what, it might not even happen tonight because we have a hot drink emergency in the Bush household. I'm calling it Beverage Defcon 1. <laughs> And the issue is this, we've got no coffee. We've run out of coffee. I meant to get some from the shop earlier on, and I totally forgot, which means we don't have any caffeine in the house. Uh, I don't know about you, I've been drinking way more coffee than I've ever drunk in my life since the lockdowns began, yes. just to try and get through things. And I don't, I don't mean we've got a huge whole show ahead of us, and I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Bush, um, I know you well, and um, I don't know how you're going to get through this. I know how much coffee you and I drink of a standard afternoon. When we used to do a show together in a studio and meet up beforehand and have coffees and all the ideas came over coffee and then coffee yeah. kept us going until seven. I don't, I can't imagine being you right now. I'm worried. I'm worried for me. I'm worried for you. I'm worried for everybody. I don't know what's going to happen. So I just wanted to put out a, a kind of a, a call for help. And it's this. Is there anything else made up of household products or things or or food substances or anything condiments that I can knock together 
at home that will give me the same hit and buzz as a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, Anything wow. goes. Here we Anything go. Like, oh, oh dear. Recently, I don't have any of these in the house, but I had um, three squeezed lemons in a glass a couple of weeks ago because I had a bit of a sore throat. It cured my sore throat, but also made me feel like I was on a high for about an hour and a half. So I'd be willing to try that again, but I don't have any fruit in the house. So if anyone's got a home brew high that I could do within reason, no funny business. I'd love to hear from you and it could save the home time show tonight, particularly from my end. I don't want to let Richie down. 8.12.15 or you can tweet as well at Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Where has the week gone? Thursday's Hometime Show with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, seems like last weekend uh, we were on our virtual Isle of Wight Festival. Uh, that's because it was last weekend. Uh, but if you missed it, uh, you can uh, choose exactly which performances you want to hear from it uh, by downloading the free Absolute Radio mobile app and listen wherever you are. They are all on there for your pleasure. I do worry that the Fr- Isle of Wight Front Room Festival has been so good it might endanger festivals in the future because think about it right no one's got soaked no one's lost their tent no one's had to get home on a really long ferry ride with a hangover and you don't have to sit through bands you don't like you just download the one you want to get to do you know what I mean do you know what I mean no one has to sit there for a band they clearly don't like just to hold their place uh, at the front for the band that they do like I, I, next time we need to muck it up a little bit so that it doesn't in any way endanger the festival. Uh, speaking of danger, uh, this show is fraught with danger because we've run out of coffee in our house. I don't know what I'm going to do. Genuinely asking for any homebrew highs. Is there any form of drinks I can combine or food I can combine that's going to give me the same little buzz and pick me up as a cup of coffee? Now... I want to put something forward here that when I mentioned it once before to you, I've mentioned this to you once before, you were appalled. Okay. All right. Um, I'm after you getting some white powder out of your uh, cupboard. All right. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Icing sugar. And what you need to do is just uh, get a little ramekin, knock up some icing sugar and eat it with a teaspoon. This Now, I remember us talking about this. In what capacity were you eating ice and sugar as just a thing? As a snack, as a kid. As a snack. It was not on anything. It was just a snack straight up. If my mum was out, what I would do, I'd get icing sugar out of the cupboards, mix it up, you know, like as if you were going to sort of like ice some cupcakes and that kind of thing. But there's no cakes. Yeah. It's just a bu- it's just icing sugar and a <laughs> teaspoon. But Dude, trust I can me, imagine mate, mixing that, that sugar, that is a homebrew high. That is a good point. That is a good point. I, I would feel slightly like it was end of days if I was sat there with a bowl eating ice it and is. sugar. It is. You've got no coffee in the house. That's a good point. So I, I'm not even in a position to choose. You've made me think, though, about going into that cupboard I know that we've got OXO cubes in there as well, and we talked about this on the show. OXO cubes <laughs> gives you a, a snuff-like rolling head around. Whoa, these are all good. These are all good. I'm open to any suggestions. I need to get through this show. We're all tired. 8, 12, 15. Baileys and Cream has been uh, tweeted by uh, Colditz on Twitter. Whether that's actually <laughs> Baileys with, like, your Elmley single cream, I, don't, I really don't oh. know. But uh, there's Does a suggestion. Any- does anyone drink Baileys outside of the festive period? Genuine question. Like you go into a pub and someone, you have what are you having, what are you having. Does anyone drink Baileys outside of Christmas? Little side phoner for you there. Brian has tweeted to say uh, that I need to have a bit of Tabasco. Just a couple of drops of that on the tongue will get me going, make me feel like I'm alive. 
I reckon it would. Uh, Nate says caffeine is a key ingredient in a lot of medicines. So why don't you get on the Lemsip? <laughs> don't, I don't think you need to tear open a sachet of Lemsip. Oh, what would be next? Eating Beecham's powders. That's about as bad as it gets. And Joe says, what about Builder's Brew? Mug of tea, minimum of two tea bags in the mug. Take multiple if needed. Interesting. Oh, sorry, mate. I was just having my uh, latte here. Uh, oh, yeah, look, by the way, coming. <laughs> look, look on Twitter, right, at Absolute Radio, or, or follow me or whatever on Richie. Richie has tweeted a very unfair photo of him supping a, a, br- a lovely brand new latte that he's got on the go. It's outrageous. I've got some more solutions to put to you that people have texted. I just want to ask a quick question, not meaning to get in the way here. Um, how come you're out of coffee? Is it anything to do with you or is it to do with another member of the household? No, Joe, it was me. I, I went and did the shop around the corner, had a little go into Tesco and I completely forgot to pick up some... Do you know why? I'll tell you why, right? Because the price of... Uh, instant coffee now, if you like nice instant coffee, like that Azura or something is the one that we have. It's like nearly six quid. I'm not made of money. Six quid. Wow. That is possible. So if some of these suggestions are good, I'm just going to start doing this full time, whatever it takes. Tabasco. Well, here's your next one. Inhale yeah, some on. Coleman's English mustard. You'll be buzzing, says this text. Yeah, it's like um, a condiment snuff, isn't it, uh, Mustard? <laughs> or someone's mentioned horseradish sauce. That would give me the same feeling of aliveness as a cup of coffee. It's worth a go. Cheaper than your instant as well. Go old school, try Bovril or Oxo, says this. Uh, no, this, it's, not, uh, it's not the Second World War. I'm all right, thanks very much, mate. Uh, Nick in Ipswich says, Guys, try half a dozen drops of Angostura bitters in a glass of lemonade. You'll never buy Red Bull ever again. Now, I don't really know what Angostura... I remember when I worked in a bar, it was something that you put into cocktails. But do people drink this as like a normal thing? Is it absinthe or something? I don't know what it is. I don't think I've ever heard of it. And here's an unbelievable statement. I've got no clarification for this. He's not given any clarification for this. Maybe you can provide it. Tom Corbett on Twitter says, Guys, apples are better than coffee for caffeine. Eh? Come on. Is there caffeine in an apple? I'm not sure about that, Tom Corbett. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Last few days for you to get Father's Day sorted. Are you sorted for this year? But you know what? I feel bad for all the dads that are, you know, locked down in different houses across the United Kingdom. If only there was a way for dads to reach out and communicate with each other. To celebrate Father's Day, the Hometime Show have launched a brand new phone chat service only for dads. Dial 0891 Dad Chat now to connect to hundreds of other dads around the UK. Simply choose the special interest dad chat room you'd like to join and get chatting right away. Add 01 to talk about travel routes. I'd go M4, M5, A379. No, no, avoid the 379 like the plague, Dan. It's got to be the A30 all the way. Dial 02 to talk stakes. Three minutes on each side, then Marmite on the top. Lovely. Great idea, Neil. Thanks, Chaz. Hit 03 to chat about washing the car. So I use a special chamois leather and some beeswax and it comes up a dream. See your face in the hubcaps. And why not pop into chat room 4 to join our not-be-able-to-remember-someone's-name-whilst-watching-TV chat. 
What's his name? You know, the fella with the glasses off, Blue Peter. Ginger lad. Loud shirt. What's his name? So why don't you celebrate Father's Day in style by dialing 0891 Dad Chat, the brand new home time show service. podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. And now Tom tweeted and said apples are better than coffee for caffeine. Uh, yeah. This made us both wonder. I've done some research for you. There is a rumour that goes around saying that there is more caffeine in an apple than uh, in coffee. Madness. This is what I've managed to find. Apples contain no caffeine whatsoever. But instead, they have 13 grams of natural sugar. These sugars provoke a similar response to caffeine because the vitamins from the apple are released slowly throughout the body, making you feel more awake. So it's a little bit like the thing I remember having the debate with my friends when I was like nine or ten, uh, wondering whether you could get drunk on a cider barrel ice lolly from the ice cream man if you ate enough of them. Oh, that's good. That's, that's kind of a reprise for Tom because a lot of other Absolute Radio listeners were suggesting on Twitter that we block him after that bit of intel. Uh, here's an interesting thing in terms of a combination. Lee says, guys, this sends the kids absolutely off their heads as if they were in a Harvardshire field somewhere in 1989. Listen to this combo. One large bag of Tang Fastics, one tube of Smarties, and two apple and blackcurrant fruit shoots. He says, enjoy. This could be it. Do you know what? That'll be the one for me. I'm right in there. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Thank you very much for a good hour and ten minutes into today's show. You haven't brought up uh, last night's um, deflating experience that was the return <laughs> of the Premier League. Uh, we invested far too much time in this show into uh, our excitement for its return. It was one of those occasions for me where you just sat there and were like, well, that wasn't worth the wait. You know, you get that in life where you're you're so excited. You build something up in your mind. You look forward to it so much. You want something so much. You imagine what it's going to be like. You picture it. You can taste it. You can smell it. You know how you're going to feel. And then when it comes to reality, it's rubbish. And it's we- absolutely nothing like how you dreamt it. So let's just bring everyone up to speed. Your team, Arsenal, uh, pretty much got hammered 3-0 last night by Manchester City. You were very excited about the game. In fact, we can have a little listen right now to the little advert that we did for the show this is last night listen to the optimism listen to the optimism in Richie's voice home time with Bush and Richie after a three month break football returned last night and I tell you if the Gooners lost at City Bush you're on your own tonight now come on have faith Richie I'm sure it'll be fine I'll see you at four or Willie I think you jinxed it <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't say that. I don't. Want, I, I don't want to think that I've got any role that, uh, in, in that whatsoever. It wasn't it, David it, Louise. It was you jinxing it. It is a crash. It's a crashing thing, isn't it? When you when you've built something like three months, I was away from that. You know, from football, uh, and I've been looking forward to it. And then it's all just destroyed in five minutes of someone coming on and giving away a goal, and then giving away a penalty, and then getting sent off, and it's just oh, it's just horrendous. But then equally, also in our house today, right, Natalie being 
been going on about us. She'd wanted to order Rocco some toy that she had as a kid. She was, she was banging on about this, this toy where it was a load of penguins going up a staircase and then they go down a slide and the slide takes them to the bottom of the staircase and then they go back up again. And it's, I remember it just, that toy. Oh, but there you go. She was so excited. She's like, oh, I really like that. I need to get one for Rocco. I really like this and this kind of thing. Um, and uh, then she found it at, at a very popular online uh, store. Uh, it arrived. Um, she put it together. It lasted eight minutes. It's broke. So oh, it's no. one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, because she paid about five quid for it and it's rubbish. Total come down after all that build-up. It so, makes me feel like your, your memory is not as good as... Maybe, maybe you've just remembered it wrong. There could be that. Sometimes maybe you've got case. rose-tinted glasses on with these things. Maybe that is the brain behind it. But here's the sentence, right? Well, that wasn't worth the wait. Tell us about those occasions in your life where you'd built something up so much, you were so excited, and then the moment came and it was terrible. 8, 12, 15 for the texts. Tweet us at Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. For me, and this still hurts to this day, uh, the build-up for watching the first Star Wars prequel. Do you remember when The Phantom Menace came out in the cinemas? <laughs> and obviously, we'd not had any Star Wars for like 10, 15 years. And it was a big part of my childhood. And, you know, it's with George Lucas. George Lucas is the inventor of Star Wars. He wrote all the books and everything. He knows what he's doing. He's a safe pair of hands. And then it was just the worst film ever with Jar Jar Binks. The first hour and a half is about some kind of spice or trade war or embargo about spice. Like, it's, you know, like a sci-fi based on a uh, spice rack in someone's house. That, for me, was the biggest disappointment ever. It was definitely not worth the wait. Tony sums it up. He texts and says, Richie feels like he's just blown up a giant beach ball and then someone comes along and stabs it right through with a pitchfork and walks off. Tony, that's exactly what it feels like. It must have been a slightly even more underwhelming because you chose last night to watch the game without the crowd noise on. You could choose to have it with crowd yeah. noise on or crowd noise off. Very and he went true. Crowd, crowd noise off and then losing in that manner. And there was loads of injury time at the, at the end as well. It was almost like a bit of a slap in the face. Don't. Everything that could have gone wrong <laughs> did go wrong. So we want to hear from you from those moments where you, you built yourself up for great excitement and the end result was nothing. I love this TripAdvisor rating here, uh, review. Michael Jackson, live, Wembley Stadium, rubbish, says this person. <laughs> rubbish. Is that, uh, our producer, Adem, just, just told me in my ear that that was the one where the big statue of him went down the Thames on that boat, if you remember that one. I think uh, some pop trivia, ITV chart show, I think you'll find that was the history tour. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's get this one out of the way. Uh, Mark says, the first time, if you see what I mean. Oh, dear, oh, dear. They've been on a real mucky run this week, our they listeners, have. I would say. Uh, Lulu makes a very, very good point. And this applies to all of us. She says, I'm worried this exact same thing may happen when we get to go to the pub again. Oh, no, please let that not be the case. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So we want to hear from you about those moments in life uh, where you said to yourself, well, that wasn't worth the wait. Sean said it uh, once he finished watching the final episode of Game of Thrones. Controversial, Sean. I was a fan. Did you like the final episode? See, I still haven't sat down and watched it yet. I couldn't remember whether you liked it or you were one of the people that said it was average. No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
then again, if you look at some of the stuff that Richie watches on telly, he's very easily pleased. Come off it. BJ says, I waited three months for some Rupert the Bear coins and they turned up sopping wet and folded trashed. They've sent me a new set and they let me keep these, so I've won in the end. I didn't know Rupert the Bear was a currency anywhere. Uh, Twinkles on Twitter says, Be here now, third album by Oasis. It was then that it became clear they were not the next Beatles. Terrible album. Two great songs on it. Simple as that. Adrian from the Isle of Wight says, My wife and I were looking forward to seeing Lou Reed at the Isle of Wight Festival in 2006. He was miserable and awful. He didn't play Walk on the Wild Side or any of his Velvet Underground hits, so much so that Chris Martin of Coldplay said when they came on stage, seeing as he's not going to play it, then we will. Good old Chris. I love it. That's great. Brilliant. Uh, will says, easy for me, Y2K. I got roped into carrying a huge dragon in a procession on the promise of free entry to a party. It was 10pm. I was knackered when we got finished. The party was rubbish. I couldn't get in anywhere else. And the first act of 2004 for me, I wrote my car off in the lamest accident ever. Do you know, I think Y2K was a big old disappointment for people. My, my dad did an all-nighter because he's a computer programmer and he programmed a load of the things that were supposed to mess up because of the millennium bug. You remember it got to naught yeah. naught and it wasn't supposed to know what to do and he was there ready with all the phones and computers ready to go. Apparently not a single thing happened. I mean, obviously that's good, but at the same time, I think he felt a little bit disappointed as well. Karen says, going to LA for the first time ever this January. Definitely not the glitz and glamour I was expecting and even the bus station compared unfavourably to Dundee. Do you know what? I've been to Los Angeles before and there's, there's kind of nothing there. So I'm going to go along with that. Disappointing. What? Dundee's better than Los Angeles in your eyes as well? It, in terms of LA, Long Ashton in the West Country is better than LA <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, two things says this text. Mr Frosty and Mousetrap. I don't... I. I don't mind admitting I was spoiled as a child and got pretty much everything I asked for out of the Argos catalogue. But every year from ages 8 to 12, I asked for said items and they never got delivered. So as soon as my daughter was old enough, I bought her both. Disappointing doesn't cover it. <laughs> What is it? I'd love to know what it is about those two things, particularly uh, Mr. Frosty. You, you're just crushing up ice and putting flavouring in. I mean, it's hard to get that wrong, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, have true. to find out. Uh, Caroline in Brentwood in Essex says, uh, we spoke to you guys back in February. We were getting married in March. The build up to it was amazing and the day was amazing. But the week after we got locked in a house together for three months and our honeymoon that we were looking forward to got cancelled. So all that build up to be locked in a house with my husband. Sounds like she's got buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And then there's this from Guy in Huddersfield, and this tickles me particularly. Guy says, went to an Italian restaurant in a French town in the 1980s. It was brilliant. Whilst there in the 2000s with a group of people, I insisted we divert about 50 miles for the best Italian meal they would ever have had. It had changed hands and now was average at best, with no atmosphere and all the character missing. Definitely oh, no. not worth the wait. This tweet here is unbelievable. Donna says, Guys, would you believe seeing the pyramids in Egypt? Total no anti way. Total anticlimax, nothing like I expected. And here's the real killer. This is the, the TripAdvisor uh, nasty rating that would put you off maybe going to see the pyramids. One of the, one of the wonders of the world. She says, they're just big bricks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> big bricks. But they're huge, aren't they? I mean, for all the pictures I've seen, they're absolutely massive. Yeah, not impressed on her, though. Just a load of big bricks. 
Do you say bricks? Very close. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. In other news, um, as you all know on this show, I'm con- we're convinced that uh, birds are mobilising to take over the planet whilst us humans are on our knees with lockdown. You've probably seen it. Your car might have been covered in poo. They've been kind of building in greater numbers. You can sense that it's in the air. And this morning when I was pushing uh, Thea, our youngest daughter, around a park in South End, we ended up having to go round the other side of the pond because there were about 15 to 20 aggressive-looking seagulls all over the bridge. There's like a little bridge over the pond. And they were like looking at us in quite an aggressive manner saying, you can't come this way like bullies in a 1970s school uh you know school movie or something like that do you know what i mean we had to go the other way around the pond so I, I tweeted about it just saying look this this is clearly intimidation by the birds the battle is on it's happening you can sense it it's in the air and a listener a hometown listener tweeted me back to say uh pigeons are the foot soldiers of the bird army and it may have raised a really interesting point if this battle is about to happen i think it's really going to kick off when we come out of lockdown and suddenly you're going to want our planet back from the birds if we are facing a bird army what military role does each type of bird have you see what i mean maybe we can start to flesh it out a little bit on tonight's show so we know what we're dealing with here well, as you know, you've got my 100% support on this. Uh, I really do think you are onto something. And I think what you saw today uh, was a group of Bird Army majors gathered together. Yes. Uh, as somebody who uh, spent the first uh, 21 years of his life uh, by the seaside, uh, growing up in Eastbourne and then off to university in Bournemouth as well, uh, very familiar with the work of your seagull. It's a very, very noisy animal, like your major. A noisy yep. bird, I guess they're called, like your major in the army. Uh, it's obviously quite high ranking, but it's not the most senior, uh, but they, they love to bark orders. So I think, I think your seagull is your major. There's an undercurrent of long-range bombing about uh, seagulls as well. I mean, I had the red arrows fly over the house earlier on, but seagulls, obviously, normally dwell on the coast. They've moved inland. A lot of people reported that seagulls have given up the coast because there's no chips around, and now they're trying to take over our transport hubs. They closed off a bridge for me a little bit earlier on. I would also suggest that robins, uh, hiding behind this kind of knockabout fun uh, Christmas card vibe that they've got, are secretly collecting information about you. How often have you been doing the dishes and looked up and there's a robin just tilting his head to one side, staring into your house? He's taking notes. That's what's going on. So have a think about it. The bird army, what military role does each type of bird have and why? 8, 12, 15, let's know our enemies. Absolute radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Bush and Ritchie with Thursday's Hometime on Absolute Radio. Robin Redbreast Bush, did you know one of only few birds that sing throughout the whole of winter? That's it, they're just trying to lure you in. They're singing, but they're making notes on what time you're in the house and what time you're out of the house. They're spies. Even more chillingly, one of few birds, new scientific research says, that are able to differentiate between human faces. Well, they'll be able to pull you out of an identity parade when we're all forced to line up in a market square when the takeover happens. That's right, folks. Birds are trying to take over the world. We've talked about this on Home Time before, uh, but we're trying to work out, if you look at the entire species, all the different species of birds, what breed of bird has what military role? Some interesting stuff coming in on the show. Jimmy Banjo's just tweeted to say they're even trying to take over and control one of our carriers. 
and he's forwarded a really interesting tweet from HMS Queen Elizabeth. Right. Uh, they were fixing and doing some stuff to the um, to the boat when they had it in port, and a load of pigeons tried to take over on one of the main decks, and there were hundreds and hundreds of different pigeons there. Wow. So they're trying to take over military hardware. It's unbelievable. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Some Red Arrows breaking news. Confirmation. Randomly earlier, you felt like you'd seen the Red Arrows over your house. We laughed at you, Bush. You did. The Red Arrows have flown today for Emmanuel Macron's state visit from France to London. Is that what's going on? I thought we were all still in lockdown. I, I thought, you know, doing Red Arrows was an incredibly uh, extravagant thing during these times. I didn't realise if he's coming over for a visit, we're bringing out the best cutlery and crockery. <laughs> I think he still stayed two metres away from Prince Charles and Boris. Well, this could be the future, though. You know, if you do want to socially distance and, you know, not going to work in public transport, all that kind of thing, give everyone their own Red Arrow plane, because I'm sure that's the technical term. <laughs> Is that a technical term? Speaking of flying things, we're talking about the impending bird war. We're definitely going to have some form of a war with birds. They've been circling and capitalising on the fact that we've all been trapped in our houses because of lockdown. And to go that one step further and know our enemy this evening on the Home Time Show, we want you to think what military role does each species of bird actually have? So Stu has tweeted saying, this seagull has been watching my dad in hospital nearly every day for the past eight weeks. My dad has called him George, so he doesn't actually give him a military role. Could be a spy, but he's actually an amazing photo of him just stood on the windowsill, staring in at this guy's dad whilst he's recuperating. Yes, hope he's not spying in possible hospital. Maybe, maybe he's caring, but he's just got like an unfortunate resting seagull face. Something like that. Or maybe he's a seagull that's part of the, the bird army, but feels bad. And just like a visit, or maybe random acts of kindness. Maybe you'll drop him off some what if, chips or whatever seagulls, Nick. Pasties. Little dogs. He's about to turn from the uh, seagull army. Uh, Bella is, is saying that magpies are definitely the SAS. They just swoop in and get things and they're back out again. And I would say as well, crows have got some undercurrent of special forces about them, particularly like interrogation or they should be wearing leather jackets. Offer you a cigarette. I imagine if you were interviewed or interrogated by a crow, they'd offer you a cigarette first out of like a a slightly ostentatious metallic (laughs) carton. And then then light them up and say, we're we're much the same, you and I. (laughs) Stuart is warning us that there may well be a military coup. Oh, dear. Stu, don't do this, mate. Don't, not tonight. (laughs) Don't do, I've got no coffee. Don't do this, mate. Uh, the red kites are clearly something like a spy plane. Maybe a drone, says this text. Only ever landing briefly to take on fuel. Love it. And occasionally one might come down and like be caught over North Korea or something like that. <laughs> uh, Bird Army says this text. Owls would definitely be special forces. Creeping around in the dark, night vision, silently doing away with their victims, living in your loft, listening to your phone calls. Very good point. Uh, Sandy in High Peak says, let's not forget the role of pigeons in the takeover with their powers of navigation. Alistair says, buzzards are our allies. The buzzards near me on the South Downs are always hassled by seagulls and crows, probably because they are espionage agents working on behalf of MI5. (laughs) 
Uh, Chris in Weymouth wants to report that he's a six foot one follically challenged ex rugby player, and in his running during the lockdown, he's been dive bombed and describing them as near death experiences several times. He can only possibly think they're mistaking him for a giant egg. Well, this is it. The war is coming. It's only going to get worse. Once lockdown finally clears and we're back out on the streets, the birds are going to attack. So if you do see anything that would insinuate, whilst my daughter shouts away in the background, (laughs) that would insinuate that the birds are about to attack us here, the human race, make sure you tweet it, Richie or I, at Absolute Radio. Get in touch with the Home Time Show. Do your civic duty. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. We've said so many times this show is for the people, by the people, by the people, for the people. people, people. Uh, You control the agenda of the show. Uh, And you are still getting in touch uh, with those moments in life where you said to yourself, well, that wasn't worth the wait. Still, they keep coming. Jackie and Feltham. I mean, you put forward the pyramids earlier, Bush. Jackie's saying the Mona Lisa. We went to Paris. I was desperate to see it. We queued up in the Louvre to wait our turn. What a letdown. It was so small, I had no idea. So what, the picture's really tiny? Is that, is that the problem with it? This is the thing sometimes, you've got no sense of scale. A lot of people moan when they get to Stonehenge and think it's really tiny as well, but I guess you've only ever seen it on movies and stuff. Nick says, whilst in Cambodia, we arranged a trip to see the sunrise over Phnom Penh. Got there at 5am after a heavy night, waited around for an hour, and I asked the tour guide what time it will happen, and he said it was already happening. Very disappointing, <laughs> never again. Uh, this is good New Year's Eve a few years ago my wife got us tickets to watch the fireworks at midnight opposite the London Eye we looked forward to it for weeks rubbed it into our friends faces when they asked our plans we ended up spending four hours in the freezing December air without anything to drink for a few minutes of fireworks I have done that particular display myself you also spent about 90 minutes just trying to get back into Waterloo Station at the end of it to move home on what is basically a moving toilet it is not worth it honestly i've never understood why people do that why do they congregate in those places for new year and stuff like that it just seems ridiculous uh, neil is throwing i think his partner maya or mia under the bus with this one uh, by saying that she was really disappointed with the grand canyon describing it on their holiday <laughs> as a big hole <laughs> absolute radio they asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you have any other intel or trivia about the Red Arrows, like Ritchie's fact at the very start of this podcast about how much uh, duration of time of blue and red smoke they've got, get in touch with Hometime now. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Hands wins the Hometime Show. The boys have left the studio. But let me be your guarantor that home time will be back for more. Push and Richie on the radio, they'll be back again tomorrow. Pass a music interview, subscribe, rate, and leave review. Home time.